sacraments. Uh, amen. amen. Carry on. Help. 
The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, yet some among you do not trust. We're going to go down to the cup real quick. Usually there's four cups that are given. Um, you can see it in Passover. We take of one. But I'm just going to go over the cup. Um, Pastor Paul on this. The cup represents the mercy of our Father from heaven, also known as El Shaddai. As we learn from Pastor Rob, the cup also shares the name in Hebrew as Kavar for pelican. Okay? A pelican was noted for its care of its young. It cared for young that was not their own. If food was not available, it fed the young on its own blood. Does it sound familiar? If the young died, the pelican mother will resurrect it with its own blood. Okay? Familiar. Very familiar. We're going to go now to Exodus 6, 67. I'm going to take you through scripture. Um, Exodus, you see um, Passover. Everyone knows the story of Passover and you apply the blood. We're going to start there. Accordingly, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. I will bring you out of the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will free you from their bondage. I will rescue you with an outstretched arm, with special and vigorous action, and be mighty acts of judgment. And I will take for you my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that it is I, the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. The four cups represent this scripture. The cups of sanctification, freed from the burden of Egypt, set apart to remove their load. The cup of deliverance, delivers you from bondage. The cup of redemption, redeemed with an outstretched arm, we know, okay, and with great judgment. We saw this in Calvary, and we will see it in the last day. The last cup is the cup of hope. I will take for you my people, and I will be your God. We're going to go now quickly through the prophetic voice of the blood. Okay, We know that the whole scripture is the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you didn't know now, it's prophecy. And we're going to go through the blood, when the blood was used, and why it was used, and why he said, take of me, my flesh and my blood. All right. So the Old Covenant, I'm going to briefly go over that, was he established with Abraham. Abraham used a stand-in, which means a lamb without blemish. Okay? Abraham um, then sacrificed it. It was to serve for the atonement of covering of sins. Israel still remained spiritually dead. Okay? They could not get to God on their own. They had to use the divine priesthood. They had to use... Um, when God came and visited him through angelic visitation or over a bleeding sacrifice. Again, the blood contains life. It's needed. Okay? Exodus 12, 13. The blood will serve to you as a sign, marking the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I strike the land of Egypt, the death blow will not strike you. This will be a day for you to remember and celebrate. As a festival of Adonai, from generation to generation, you are to celebrate it as perpetual regulation. We should have come in here joyous in the fact that we are the people of the Most High. He said it's a festival, a celebration. 
it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses okay. and the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. The blood appropriated to the dwelling first sanctified the people, designating them to be set apart. They will remain under the protection of God because of their obedience to God's instruction. They remain under the covered protection of Adonai as death swept through the land. The next morning when they exited their homes, they passed through the blood. They exited bondage. They exited back-breaking labor. And they were delivered and started their journey to the promised land. In the new covenant, it was ratified in the blood of Jesus. Both God and the sacrifice were made complete in Jesus Christ, a perfect offering. Man was made alive by the blood and spirit. Yes. We may be subject, this is why we are subject to die two different types of death. We have blood, mm -hmm. if it exits us, we lose life. Mm -hmm. We have God's spirit, without him we cease to be right. dry. Right. First and second death. God's spirit, his blood, was made one with us. In the covenant, um, you would mix the two parties' blood, okay? You would both partake, and when you drink, you would become one with that person, and the other person would become one with you. Everything that this one had now belongs to this person. When we did it with God as spirit, we no longer exist outside of him, yeah. and he exists inside of us. This is a God in Christ Jesus. We are under his protection, his governing. We are one with him. We should not see ourselves as separate or set apart. If you are partaking of the sacrament, you no longer live, but Christ who lives in you. Okay? John 14, 20, John 15, 4, John 17, 23. John 15, 5, John 15, 7, John 14, 11, and John, 1 John 4, 13. Okay. We go down to Matthew 26, 28. When Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, This is my blood of the new covenant that is poured out for the remission of sin. Remission is the removal. The old covenant, you were covered. It was still there. You still couldn't get to God. In the new covenant, it is removed. You have access through Jesus Christ, the door. Those who took of the matzah and the wine with Jesus cut a new covenant by faith. The apostles would no longer be spiritually dead, requiring the blood to cover their sins year after year. Once Jesus carried his blood into the heaven and purified the throne, sin was removed, done away with. The apostles agreed to be the living sacrifice, the epistle read of all men, Jesus and the earth, and in return received all power and authority that was given to Jesus himself. This is why we're not defeated. When you call on his name, we said we are in covenant relationship, meaning I have all access. Everything that he has is mine. So when you say you're defeated, you're saying the great I am is defeated. And he's not. The apostles agreed to be a living sacrifice. Again, this is happening when you're partaking of the communion. You're saying, I'm going to be a living sacrifice, an epistle, read of all men. 
Okay, we have no limitations, no boundaries, no longer bound by time or the laws of this world. They became kadosh, holy and sanctified, set apart. Man now has access to God through Jesus Christ. His blood, the life force, removes all sin and is now mingled within me. I have been crucified with Christ. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I that live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. Life I now live in the body, I live by faith, and by adherence and reliance on the complete trust, trust, in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Okay. We'll see that the mill now is going to continue. It says now in Luke 22, 7 through 20, Go and prepare us the Passover, that we may eat, for I say unto you, I will no any more eat thereof until the fulfillment in the kingdom of God. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. In the CJB, it simply says, For I tell you, it is certain, I will not celebrate it again, communion, until it is given its full meaning in the kingdom of God. This is a cliffhanger. Something is missing. Okay? There is a full meaning in the kingdom of God. It's not just saying what Jesus has already done, but there is something to come. Okay? So, from Exodus through the Gospels, you saw God sanctify, deliver, and redeem, and you see him even now, or you should, in your life. Deliver, redeem, sanctify, set you apart, make you holy, bring you up out of the pit of hell, out of bondage, so that you may live. Time and time again, you see the Lord's enemies judged. Now the time has come for the righteous to be completely set apart from the unrighteous and the wrath of God to be poured out completely on his enemies. God will take his people and we will be his or he will be our God. Here in Revelation, the scroll containing the seven seals is about to be opened, and God's people will once again be set apart, delivered, and saved for all eternity. So when we partake, we're taking a small portion of the bigger picture, your final redemption. The lamb, being worthy to take and open the scrolls because of his sacrifice, was worthy to take and break the seals because... You were slaughtered at the cost of blood. You got for God's persons from every tribe, language, people, and nation. After this, I looked, and before me was a huge crowd, too large for anyone to count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing in front of the throne, and in front of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they shouted, Victory to our God! who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Then an angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted his right hand towards heaven. We're going to skip down. There will no more be delay. On the contrary, in the days of the sound from the seventh angel, when he sounds the shofar, the hidden plan of God will be brought to completion. The good news as proclaimed to his servants, the prophets. And after these things, I heard what sounded like a roar, a huge crowd in heaven, shouting, Hallelujah, the victory and glory and power to our God, for his judgments are true and just. 
and he is judge of the great whore, who corrupted the earth with her horns. He has taken vengeance on her, and he has the blood of the servants on her hands. This is your final redemption. This is not something that hasn't already been done. This is already done in the heavenlies. This is why we are to remember what has already been done when we partake of the communion. We see it all through scripture, all through the times. He is always speaking to remind us that you are not defeated. You're not a defeated Thank people. You. We are not without a God. We are in heaven. Amen. The angel said to me, write, how blessed are those who have been invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Neil. He then added, these are the, of God's very words. I am on your fellow servant with you and your brothers who are the testimony of Yeshua. Worship God for the testimony of Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy. Communion is not just for now. It is eternal. Understand that all of God's feasts and communion are shadows of what is to come. This is why it's a celebration. It's not far off. It is now. What is done, what will be done, is all now. It's just being unfolded. The testimony of Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy. We partake year after year so that we can identify the times and truth. Now when we continue to partake of communion, we are saying that we remember that we are set apart for the use of God, that we believe and trust and rely on what he has already done, prepared for us already, in heaven, that he is coming back for his bride. We remember that we are released from the control of our flesh because God himself walked through and divided the flesh from spirit in the new covenant, thereby circumcising our hearts, the same as he did with the sacrificial offering in the days of old. When we eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, we affirm that we are set apart, committed, obedient, children. Remember he delivered from bondage, from wrong thinking, lustful desires, from toiling and dead works. When we partake of the bread and wine, we make a statement to the adversary. We prophesy to the devil that he is defeated from eternity until eternity. God requires what has already been done. He was defeated in Egypt. He was defeated at Calvary. He was defeated at Passover. He was defeated in the last days. He was defeated when we woke up to arise to partake of the communion together. Remember, when you take of the bread and wine, you're telling the enemy that you have the backing of the almighty God. You are taking a stance of done, that you remain immovable, that you trust and rely on Jesus Christ, that he's the door that assures you always have an audience before the creator of the universe, that you will not be defeated, that you don't stand alone, that we're not weak, we're not fearful, we're not bitter, we stand and witness today that our dreams, Jesus Christ, has already done our eternal salvation. That his place is hell. We have already been redeemed. We have already been.
been set free, and we sit already in heavenly places with our Messiah, Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.26, for as often as you eat of this bread and drink of the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The battle is not ours, it's truly the Lord's. Now it is time to partake of the sacrament, of the Lord's sacrifice. Father, we say that we believe you, we rely on you, we trust in what you have already done. Hallelujah. We going to stand up? Hallelujah. Start in the back.
Thank you. 